podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Rap, Neil Atkinson, Rob Gutman, Stu Wright and Paul Senior uh, with you to talk about Liverpool with two of their goals against Tottenham Hotspur with absolutely none of their goals. And Rob Gutman, that was more like it. You've bounced into this studio today. <laughs> oh yeah, when I, got, when I got the nod that I was selected for this one on Sunday, I was made up. I felt like I owed you one, to be honest. Yeah, you did, mate. You did, mate. I was just thinking, oh, for all the holes, for all the Swansies. <laughs> I, I don't know, I've... Maybe this is just terribly hubristically stupid of me, but this feels like we're back. This feels Chelsea. I was I was pleased because it was been really depressing over that 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 Swansea defeat a few days later, and Chelsea are properly good, so we got that draw. But we were never fantastic on the night. We live with them and maybe better than at times. We were really properly fantastic against Spurs in patches. The lad who sits in front of me at the game goes, this is going to be 5-0, like, or 5-1 like Arsenal, isn't it? And I went, don't tempt fate. But, but I knew, but he was right in as much as it was that Liverpool. It was the Liverpool that were in control, that were dominant and wanted it. They'd sense blood there and Spurs actually get away with it. Um, so yeah, I think we were decisively back, and I just hope the muscle memory that that that, that provides with them will stand them in good stead, notwithstanding lengthy winter breaks. There's, um, they are, yeah, Spurs. I'm trying to think of the right the right one of Rob's words to pick first. You <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool did send blood, and by about 25 minutes, there was blood everywhere, and that's the key thing. Liverpool, you know, didn't just weren't just clear of where Spurs' weaknesses are, but they absolutely exploited the life out of them as well. Yeah, I think um, I think Rob's onto something there. It could well, could very well have been uh, a bit of a hammering. Uh, I think Spurs were very, very lucky that the third Mane goal doesn't go in. The one he knocks into the side netting. I think if that goes in, I think Spurs break. I think they're just mm-hmm. collapsing on themselves, and we are looking at four or five. Um, I, I also think that. I didn't necessarily feel this on, on the, the build-up to the match, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, uh, and I think Spurs were actually the ideal team for us to play uh, at this moment in time. If we needed a team to allow us to regain our confidence, uh, I think Spurs was it, because you know we, we've all seen the record of how we perform against the better teams. Um, we were on the, the back of a terrible... A terrible few weeks. It seems like a terrible few months, uh, but it's only it's only weeks. Let's keep it real. I, I can't believe we just said keep it real. Can we just can we edit that one out? <laughs> keep it. We keep the Rob spoke so well. Too real. It's too real. Um, but yeah, I think they were the perfect team because of the way they set up. We knew that they were going to come at us. We knew they were going to press us, and we knew they were going to play high. They're going to give that the space for Mane to run in behind, um, and it could, you know, it really it, it could have ended up a perfect storm. Um, I think there are still questions for Liverpool to ask in future games. I'd like to see how we carry this momentum into into games where teams set up differently against us. Um, but yeah, this this was more like it. This is the the uh, the. the the real jolt in the arm that Liverpool have needed. Um, so, yeah, thank it's, you, Spurs. Uh, Paul, the selection, uh, only one change, really, when the manager had spoken in such dark tones. I mean, it's a reminder that a week, even a week without a game, is a long time in football. And also that managers sometimes say things in the heat of the moment. He's got back, he's looked his lads in the eye after what's happened against Hull. And in the end, whatever's gone on, we'll come on to talk about team meetings and things later, but whatever's gone on, he's gone, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go with these boys for this. Yeah, I am... Um... That that's pretty much as close to the Liverpool eleven that I want to see. I mean, I suppose you go Lucas for Lovren, Although I'm 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 very much all right with Lucas at home. Um, with with Alden, I think we've we've said for long enough things about Chandler that I don't like, and um, I think I think it was sort of evident why it's it's the first time past that unlo- un- unlocks the defence for Mane. It's 
it's all them things where Liverpool tick with that front three and with him and Lallana as the two more offensive midfielders in the three, and it just it just works. It's all you talk about. Everyone talks about balance and stuff in football. It just seems to be balanced. Where and I think when Alden, because he can do a bit of both, he can he can do a bit of graft, but he's also got that little defense splitting ball in him. He's got that goal in him, which is just different to Chan. It doesn't feel. It's like a twenty percent more offensive midfielder in there, which at home especially, I think you want and. The difference it makes in terms of how fluent Liverpool are with him in the sides is just remarkable. Well, it stems, uh, Rob. I mean, it's there was a Christmas to this display and you felt it stemmed from midfield. What's really interesting is pre-match everyone was talking about the strength of Spurs in midfield. Wanyama, mm-hmm. Dembele, uh, Ali. And they get absolutely outclassed by Liverpool in both halves in different ways. But first half especially, there's a crispness. They're not being, they're not being given a second Dembele or Wanyama. They can't breathe. They're absolutely smothered by what Liverpool are doing ahead. Ali can't get a kick you know there was uh, in terms of the, everywhere on the pitch Liverpool in that in that first 25 minute spell they just they they, they just dominate um, af, after having dominated there is this crisp midfield play that's been missing recently yeah yeah the, the ball was moving through midfield very very quickly there's one touch stuff as well which we haven't seen for a few weeks just even just from just from little triangles, Milner, Wijnaldum, Henderson, just getting that ball out, and suddenly there's half a yard, and suddenly there's a twenty-yard ball to the side, and we're out. Uh, it's, it's our interesting, you know, Stu's point about Spurs being the, the right opponent. He's the right; they're the right opponent for a Liverpool on fire. There's no doubt about that. But I think the key thing is about Liverpool being on fire. Um, because I think I, I, I can't pretend I was anything other than pessimistic coming into this game notwithstanding the stats about Liverpool being better against the big teams I think at the end of the day Liverpool psychologically looked flat whether it's been the change in personnel up front the break in rhythm the la- absence of Mane we've been flat and you know whereas two months ago we go bring on the bus parkers we weren't mad then and we're not and we're not suddenly a team that can't play bus parkers and we're not suddenly a team that only I think needs people that far up the pitch I think if we hadn't been bright and getting that ball through the midfield the way the way you'd um, you're intimating Neil is I think Spurs high Spurs don't play up high up the pitch to, to, to help us they play it high up the pitch to, to, to put the game on top of us to put us on our toes to cause all sorts of problems but our brightness and our, our, our concentration and, and technique uh, in, in moving that ball through midfield nullified that and it made everything they think is an asset well, in their system into a weakness what's interesting though Rob is the, the conversation we've been having around the games that we've seen Liverpool have against other top six sides this season and one of the things that you've taken from them is they've been ding-dong battles they've been intense there's been two sides almost every single time you've come away and said it's two sides evenly matched but the Reds for instance played brilliantly for 20 minutes against Arsenal Mm. this uh, and then Chelsea away yep two sides evenly matched second half but first half Liverpool pull themselves away this is the for me this is the one where for the first time there's a clear Delineation. It was quite clear on 20 minutes, on 25 minutes, on 35 minutes, on 60 minutes, on 65 minutes, who the better side was. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the most comfortable we've looked in these games where we've done really well the record against the top six this season, still unbeaten. But that's where there's been a, an unbelievable sort of this is the one where for me I'm going, Liverpool are just better than these. That it was a real you got the impression Spurs were feeling it, these are better than us, and that's one of the reasons why the discipline really goes second half. Yeah, and I think that's why. 
the likes of me are so euphoric because it's not just another win against one of the big teams and not just a win when we needed a win. It was a statement win. It was a statement that didn't just remind all concerned this is a good Liverpool team. This is a very, very good Liverpool team and it needs to be. Because Spurs were borderline the best team in the country on form coming into this game. Well, well I know they've had, they've had the odd draw, but people were seriously talking about Spurs as being the second, weren't they, coming into mm, the yep. game. The, the one team who said build their momentum, we were talking about them in the, in the Friday show we just did before the weekend. Um, yeah, there was no flies on Tottenham. The, and, and you can see in the comments coming out of Pochettino and, and various uh, of their players after the game, they were shell-shocked by this. They did not see this coming. And they didn't. And they also didn't really have an explanation for it. I, um, I, I, I sort of had a, a, a weird measure of this game where I thought to myself, I thought both sides would, would actually be just absolutely made up with a draw. I thought Liverpool under pressure... Mm. Um, a draw wouldn't have been the worst result in the world for Tottenham, for Liverpool away. A draw's an all right result. But my, my thing was, coming into the game, is I needed reminding that the Liverpool side I've seen this year is, and I think, is one one of the top two sides in the country. Now, Tottenham, you know, last season, they are... the. They're the second best side in the country last season. I know they finished third. It's, a te- it's almost like a technicality, them finishing third last season. And coming into the game, they are on paper the second best side in the country. I don't believe they are. And I didn't believe it, not necessarily from the game at the weekend. It was from the first game at, at their place. Liverpool huffed and puffed at their place. I, I'd, I'd actually go as far as saying we were better at White Hart Lane than we were at the weekend. I thought we were absolutely incredible at White Hart Lane but I was dead surprised if you if you go back to that game the performance that Vaughan put in and the way he was almost playing like a sweeper I, I was dead surprised Tottenham went with such a high line again it was almost it was almost arrogant to the point where they'd got this false you, you say a lot Neil actually about you can't then go and tell we play this way and you can't change because of you this can't go and Liverpool. tell these lads yeah the, these lads that you can't play this way because you're up against Liverpool you're the second best team in the country boys you're the second best team in the country but we're going to Anfield we've got to change everything exactly and I don't I don't I, I think Pochettino almost was <coughs> put between the rock and a hard place there in, in going this well this is how Tottenham play you know so this is how we are going to go and play so Liverpool can take advantage of that with with Mane and I think them playing the way they did and the way they they do you can't you can't do that at Liverpool and it was it was almost arrogant to Tottenham to to feel that you could have done considering the results we've had against the top sides. I think actually I think I'd be honest with you this might sound a bit mad uh, in the current climate but I do think that Tottenham do feel Liverpool. I think they feel Liverpool in one-off games. You only have to think back to, was it the last game we played them or the one before where Danny Rose came off the pitch and said... That was the one-one one that's at their, at their place this yeah. season. I think it was the hardest, hardest 90 minutes he'd been through. Um, uh, ask, ask Ben Davis how he feels. That, that absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And going into this game, I'll be honest, um, I hear what Rob was saying before, but I, I also agree with you, Paul, in terms of, I did think the most likely outcome was a draw, but mm. the, the one thing I was very, very confident of was that Liverpool were going to perform. I was... I, Looking at Klopp's manner last week, it felt like a bit of a watershed. It felt like a bit of a make or break moment this week in training. It felt like there was going to be, you know, there was going to be a lot of um, big talks going on. Uh, going on, and um, we've we've seen uh, post the game as well that it's come out that Jordan Henderson had a, had a, a team meeting as well with the, with the players, the knee and the dressing room on Thursday. I think there was a lot of that going on this week, and I, I was very very confident that uh, we were going to see a better Liverpool performance. 
you can never guarantee what the result was. And I felt that both teams would probably accept the draw. I do feel that Tottenham fear Liverpool. I think they fear Liverpool's incisiveness. I think they, they fear um, because the way Tottenham play. And I, th- I feel Tottenham can only play one way. They play high, they press, and they fear that Liverpool can get in behind them. Whereas Tottenham, on the other hand, although they are very, very uh, powerful um, physically, and they've got a great goal scorer in Kane, uh, who's done nothing but prove me wrong over the last couple of years. I do feel that they're Achilles' heels; that they don't have enough dynamism going forward. I don't feel that they're incisive enough. They don't have a Mane. They haven't got a change of pace. Have they? they haven't. No, and if, you know that's why it's so important that Son actually gets a game in their team. Um, you know, he is the one who can break lines and add a bit of pace. And the one chance they get against Liverpool is when Son gets in. Um, so I do think that that's that's Tottenham's Achilles' heel. Uh, they almost remind me a little bit of Liverpool last season going forward in terms of we didn't have a change of pace the better than we were but I also you know I do see a parallel there on on the 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 the, the human side of this you know Rob the idea that the managers had a look at them mm. that they've had a look at themselves I think the, the Lallana comments about this team meeting are, are genuinely interesting but also the, the much played clip over the weekend of Vinaldum celebrating the first goal like celebrating it like he's mm. like he's he, you know he's, he, he's, he's, he's he can barely contain his own physical joy you know it's, it, yeah. it's, it's exploding out of him the serotonin hitting him yeah. as the ball hits the back of the net yeah. and there is it does f- seem as though it's been a look in the mirror moment, boys. It's been a look at each other moments. You get the impression in this team meeting, some words have been spoken there. You know, Lalana all but says the captain was was given us what for. A reminder maybe of the human side of the players, but also that you know that these lads are captains themselves. You know, Henderson is as captain of his country as well as Liverpool. Vanalden was captain at PSV. Lalana captain at Southampton. That there is there is a we often talk negatively about the character of these Liverpool players or the notion, some sort of notion of leadership, but they have got it within them and you, you saw them respond, I thought, as a collective, as a group, right the way across that pitch. That was that was 11, 11 young men between the ages of, of, of 20 and 32, all sort of, all sticking up for each other and, and, and being themselves. And I think, you know, huge credit to them as well as the manager, obviously. Yeah, I almost think the dramatic fall-off, not so much in the results overall, but in the fall-off in level, has it's sh- it come to a point where it was shocking them, and they had to have a look at themselves and look back on their form earlier in the season. I, and I, well, I wrote, did, the, did my preview piece at the end of last week, and I, and I sort of I alluded to something in this. I said, "Are they frauds?" They have to ask themselves. Look, look in that mirror. Go, were we frauds? I mean, what, did, did we totally flatter to deceive? Because we were winning all the praises under the sun. We were killing teams, not just the good teams in those contests where it tactically suited us. The performance against Watford is still the the, the, the performance that defines this team for me. Um, and they had to look deep and go, are we just are we just really an average set of players who got lucky? And they responded very well again. I mean, you compare to Tottenham, it's amazing how you look at other teams, you go, God, look at the quality they've got up front. Look at Kane with mm. his, his goals and Dele Alli with his goals and Eriksen now looking the most creative midfielder. And you sometimes think, if only we had, and we got no stars, we go, we got no stars. And then you look at a performance like that from Sadio Mane and you go, he's on a trajectory towards world class here. That's, that's one of the best performances a footballer's put in in Europe this week. I don't care what anyone wants to show me. Yes, there's been, we're going to talk about Coutinho not quite, quite at his level, but between them, the, the, the level Firmino finds, even, even, even a reduced uh, Coutinho, Wijnaldum's level, Henderson, Lallana, these are top players and I think they, they looked at themselves and they found it again. The first half then, uh, when they found it again, Stu, uh, the quality of Mane for both goals is terrific. I mean, he's doing his very his level best for the second one to set everybody else up. Uh, <laughs> and then finally he just laps it into the net and says, right, that's that done, that's that out the way. But there is a, 
there's uh, it's a lovely first goal, the first Liverpool goal. It's a terrific move. Gets himself in and finishes with a plum. It's it's completely undoing a side, and I think that's the thing that when you're talking about what you've missed, you've seen Liverpool play well in in patches. You know, even even against Hull, there's a couple of little opportunities they managed to carve out. But this is a side. Spurs are slicing clearances. Spurs are looking at each other. They can't take each other out. That this is completely undoing a side, and it's led by Mane. Yeah, and I think I think that first goal actually was was really really interesting in, in, in lots of different ways. There were so many things that, that were going on. I mean, you look at it from a Tottenham point of view, and you think um, they're very very high, and you see Alderweireld step out somewhat. If I tell you what, if it was if that would have been Lucas, it would you'd be you'd be saying it was it was rash how far he steps out to come to the ball. He's he's uh, beaten to it, dispossessed by um, by Firmino, um, who's. Absolutely tremendous in his performance again, and obviously um, when Aldem then plays the ball into the space that that Alderweireld has, has uh, vacated, um, and I, you know you just when you when you give Mane that level of space to run into, you just cannot live with him. You just can't. He's he's absolutely devastating. But what was lovely as well was uh, just when you thought he was going to shoot, he took an extra touch. And he, you know, he knocked himself off balance in doing that, and still had the the um, the ability to, to to finish and lift it over Loris as he's going down. But that extra touch was that was composure. Mm-hmm. That was you know when you, you get a lot of players who can run that fast, but not many who at that speed have that level of composure. I think I think Stu's absolutely nailed it there. To be honest, um, I, I was going to bring up that extra touch. It's it's quite incredible for a fella who's travelling at that at that speed. To have that sort of calmness and presence of mind to just be able to go. And we're not we're not talking about a, a poor goalkeeper here either. He's got Hugo Lloris in front of him, captain of France, one of the outstanding performers in the Premier League this season. He's got one of the most feared defenses chasing him, and he takes that extra touch as you say, and it's it's quite incredible to have. And that's where this where I agree with Rob. That's world class. That that's the that's the bit where. Where you go back to Torres against Newcastle and he, he dummies the goalkeeper. It's having that extra second in the box, that extra calmness and belief in yourself and your own ability where you can go, yeah, I, I've got this. And he, he, he completely had it. I mean, step back from that. When Aldham's when Aldham's job's made easy for him, and that, you know, I, I was raving in the ground about the ball from Wijnaldum. It's just a straight line, and you can play them balls when you've got Sadio Mane in that pace. It's yeah, it's it's just and that that's a bit where I go about arrogance and stuff like that. If people aren't remember the the uh, Gerard, if people want to play uh, two on two against two on two against these two, all the best. If you want to play a high line against Sadio Mane, all the best. He might yeah. I, I exactly the same idea that ball. I thought that ball was wonderful. I mean, it's a reverse pass at mm. the end of the day, virtually, isn't it? It's a reverse pass, but Sadio Mane makes it look ball of the but it's season. But it's not on for Firmino. He, 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 you know? he, he, yeah, he does, yeah, exactly. Because Coutinho and Firmino almost get that part, a similar pass later in, later in the half, and they just don't have the yeah. legs. So. Well, Mane's devastating because he reminds me that I think the greats, they play off balance. John Barnes had this thing because he was almost like a skier. He needed to adjust his weight. He needed to almost fall over to then recenter his, his his gravity and and go past him. Mane deliberately falls over. I'll have I'm, he he chooses to be live on the edge with his body, but he's got such a recovery, such spring in his legs. Actually, both goals he's falling over. Mm. I mean, the other one's okay. It's more of a it's a volley where you you kind of need to throw yourself out a bit more. But he's he's, he's on the deck when he scores them both times. Do you know? I, I do. I know. I said this at the when we first started talking about this goal. 
but I just want to go over it again though. Tottenham are a front foot team. You know, they are they they press, they play a high line. There's a lot of parallels between the way Liverpool want to play defensively and the way Tottenham do. Um and that goal doesn't I don't feel that goal happens if Alderweireld doesn't step out ten yards like he does and try and win a ball. And I just think that you saw you saw Lucas in this game. He's had a lot of compliments. He's had a lot of people saying how well he played. Lucas was stepping forward into he was so front footed during this game and he was winning everything. But we've also seen that there's a flip side to that coin. There are occasions if you play that kind of game, it's not going to work out for you. And that's just that's just tactical. That's just the, the choice you make. And all the VRL, I had a pundit. I can't even. It might have actually been Carragher, but I had, I had a, a pundit this week describe all the VRL as the best defender. In the Premier League for the past two years, yeah, I, think, I, heard that. I think that's debatable, but I think he's certainly up there, isn't he? He's certainly yep. up there, mm. um, and you know he's very well drilled. He's a regular in that system. He's not someone like Lucas who's just getting slotted in when someone else is coming out and covering for injury. He knows how, how he's meant to be playing that system, and he comes and attacks that ball, and he gets made a show off really. But is that fair to say, or is that actually down to the manager's it's, tactics? It's, it's and, systemic, and isn't it? Do. Yeah, that, that's systemic. That's an interesting thing to observe, that the other way around, when we're criticising our own lads, well, exactly. if you want to play a certain type of football, these are the consequences sometimes, and you've got to, and we almost get punished quite similarly, actually. When we've gone mm. 2-0, Rob, you know, you spoke last week about the goalkeeper making a very good save after he made an error, mm. and that, well, there's no credit in your bank now, you can make all the good saves you want, we're 1-0 down because of you. Yeah. This is a, it's a match-changing save, the, the save he makes, save, yeah. it is a it's a match change and saving that if Liverpool concede the goal to make it back to 2-1 suddenly it's an even, it's, it's a more even contest Spurs' tails are up and Liverpool are all looking at each other going we've played this well but we've let one in instead he makes a terrific save it's 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 a very good save um, at a key time it's, it's a very good save at a key time but he should make the save Son is, takes, it, takes it on his better foot and goes near post where he should really go across he should open his body and go across him and it's an easy finish really it's, it's, the striker enables it to be a good save that's not a d- to diminish Mignolet did as much as he possibly could. He's slightly wide. Uh, I, I haven't watched it back. It wasn't quite as open a goal as I thought it was. But Son has to take on his right. Am I right? So he takes it on his left. Yeah. Well, I think. What, but what what Mignolet does is he gives him that option. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, a really yeah, interesting yeah. little thing. Yeah. Something we were talking about the other week. It's really quite hard to quite, to be fair to Mignolet. Those saves, a bit like I always think those sort of one on one saves, a bit like penalty saves in a way. You're never sure to what degree it's a miss or it's a save. You never can say. But let's put it this way: there's no flies on Mignolet. He had one moment where he had to concentrate, and he, and he delivered. Yeah, he, you know, he he didn't put a foot wrong really when you lay no. in the game, did he? Um, I felt. Can I talk about the other, the second goal, Neil? Yeah, I'm go into that. There was something that I I actually watched the the first half back this morning, um, and there was something that happened in the build up to that first goal, which to the second goal, which which passed me by during the game, I, and I just thought it said so much about this player. When Mane uh, dispossesses Eric Di- Eric Dyer. And he's closing in on the box, and he's got a man in front of him, and Firmino is square of him. Firmino was on his left, and then he's on his right, and Firmino was actually in the better position, and he could he could ask for the ball. He's on the edge of the box. You would expect the centre forward to be asking for the ball there. But Firmino actually points to Lallana. He points to Lallana. He tells Mane, don't give it to me. Give it to him. Give it to that lad. I've never seen a centre forward. You know, 18 yards from goal, fairly yeah. central, with a with a with a with a decent chance of a shot. Do that before. I mean, that was the intelligence of the highest caliber, really, for the centre forward. I mean, it's, I think it says a lot about him. You come off the ground raving about Mane and uh, Wijnaldum and I mean, even Jordan Henderson to an extent. And 
the selflessness that Firmino possesses is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I, I think Stu's right. Uh, the sort of striker I love is screaming for that, you know. But the intelligent footballer that this system requires is, is going. There's a better pass on there, and isn't it take, the amount the amount of goals Liverpool have scored where a selfish striker as a dig. Where Liverpool have taken that extra pass when they've been really fluent this season. Make an eight out of ten chance, not a seven or six out yeah, of ten exactly, chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and you know the the sort of the when when the uh, when you're in poor form. I mean, the guys, the, some of the guys around me in the grounds have been screaming. Will someone just have a shot? That's that's not Liverpool, and that's not this Liverpool. That this Liverpool is led by someone like Firmino, who is doing as Sue says that that extra point, that extra pass, the thing that. The, the back heel that takes you around the goalkeeper and it's just a tap in and it, when Liverpool are fluent Firmino's the absolute perfect guy in it for for this system and I think it shows how we click when he's at the spearhead and it's only I mean Hull he's, he's not there is he where this, this sorry he is there but it, it, it's not it's not quite clicking when now it now it has clicked and it did click in such a great way he has to remain there. There, there. there can be no conversation for me that you have to that you move him ever. No. He has to, if he's fit, he has to be the spearhead. I, I don't care what you do, whether you go and get Harry Wilson out the reserves. You don't move for me, you know, for me because it all works with him through the middle. But also, it's interesting. He has that performance. He contributes all that he does. I don't think he gets a meaningful shot away in the entire game. Which for your central striker, for that to be okay, but. But he facilitates other people doing it. I mean, Coutinho, uh, Coutinho could have eh, had a hat-trick of half chances or a hat-trick of three-quarter chances quietly. There's the bit... You're, you're looking like, well, tell me, Rob, so I'm going to tell you. There's the bit... Actually, you know, you know when the ball comes into Firmino's feet and he just a slightly heavy touch, but it's a really difficult touch. He has two hacks in it. The ball breaks and Firmino, uh, Coutinho's about to side-foot it in. It's a really good block. That's a decent half chance. It was, tra- it was going in that, but somebody steps out quickly. The first half, Coutinho runs at the defence and then drags one and then second half he runs the defence really positively and then drags it old school Coutinho style a um, couple of things on this um, strikes me as interesting that you is the issue though Paul with this I agree with practically everything that you've just said but there's two things that immediately sort of leap out at me number one is you therefore need to be playing really well Yeah, that that is that if there's again this is another game that Liverpool have won this season where they play great if you know what I mean, that there's a correlation between Liverpool playing great and winning. And that might seem like the most obvious thing in the world to say as you want, but there's an inverse correlation between Liverpool not playing so well and not winning. That that's part of the what Liverpool have found difficult this season is what do we all do when 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 I'm looking at a front three and they're all having a six and a half out of ten game? Where does it actually come from? And this is so I agree with you and I agree with, with what you've just said about the system, what the system requires. But then there's another point which is for me to ask you, and you you, you you've been doing shows now with us for two years, and the number of times you'll talk to me about the numbers. Yeah. Does the front three have the numbers? I'm going to talk about this more with Sean Rogers. Does that front three have the numbers? Um, Because if this system requires and you don't think it's got the numbers and it needs to play really well to win, then we're going to have games where we're going to feel fantastic, but there may be times coming where we're looking at each other a bit like they haven't quite got the numbers, these lads. Can we we debate the numbers when we're one of the most... I know, I know where you're coming from when, when, when it's down. Can we debate well, the numbers sco- when we're one of the most free-scoring free exactly. sides this in the country? Exactly, it's quite interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate... I'm saying it's a discussion, not, yeah, a, yeah. not, a, not a statement. I, I, appre- I appreciate what you're saying. I, 
and I think isn't that what I suppose that's what substitutes are for? You know, mm. uh, you you can sort of tell after twenty five minutes. I think if Liverpool are at the races or not, and they have a spell, uh, and if Liverpool don't have that spell, you can you you if, if you watch them enough, you feel it. That that's that that's what I feel about this Liverpool side, and I think you've got to have the option to now change it from the bench, and that's maybe where the problem lies. It's the it's the for me it's the quality of the alternates. You know, I don't, and, and the suitability of them. I mean, you, you're saying there, Neil. Okay, if, we, if if the front three are having a, a six out of ten, fair enough. Well, we we need to be able to be looking at to the bench early on and have been confident in that the lads we can bring on and, and replace one or two of them can fit the system, but add the dynamism. Not break, not require a complete transformation in our system. We need to have lads there who are similar type players, but also brilliant. You know, and if 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 the lads on the pitch and the lads on the bench are all playing six out of ten, well, you know, it's, it's a day when everyone's played six yeah, out of just ten. Just one of them. Do, do you know what this this issue? This team, the nearest it reminds me of any team, and it's not as good because it's won nothing. This team, but there are overtones of the eighty-seven, eighty-eight side in terms of its its fluency when it functions. This team for me, the Barnes Beardsley team. I'm, I'm, I, know if, I might get shot down for this, but it, they definitely are on form. There's, there's comparables. Now that team, I wouldn't ever say I can remember that team winning ugly per se, but what it did do, it could have a performance where it just showed up for ten minutes, where it would just go and win the game in ten minutes. The quintessential comparative performance this season by Liverpool is at Swansea. Where it's you know it's not a very maybe even to a degree Middlesbrough but there's large swathes of the game where it's a really really second rate version of the current Liverpool but they're able to find themselves for pockets. What we can't do and what that 87 to 88 team did it's never going to be what this Chelsea team is where it can just stay in the game, stay in the game and get and make it two chances and take them. But it also had John Aldridge. You say Barnes and Beasley, and you don't say John Aldridge. Oh, sure. yeah, no, sure. Well, John Aldridge, don't get me started on. No, that. it's a conversation. But what I mean is, John Aldridge is a, a, a very old school classic number nine who scores twenty five minimum that season. All comps. Yeah, yeah. It but it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's got to kick the kick the round thing in the rectangular is, thing. Is Mane not their numbers? Uh, well, I think Mane might be, and this is where I think the conversation is actually flipped over. I think that's the where team. it's going. My, that's my my opinion. of Mane's career is that he's in the the beginning of. Him become a twenty twenty five goal season. This is why I think the conversation is interesting around your sentence of this system requires. This system requires Firmino, but for me, we could sort of do with Firmino beginning to look like fifteen to twenty league goals. Yeah, and I think the spells where and he has done exactly, that. exactly. That's yeah. what I'm driving at. Yeah, and is this Firmino in poor form? Does does I mean I was speaking to Andy Heaton before the game this weekend, and he he'd have dropped he'd have dropped him this weekend, and there, the, I'm sure there's other people out there that that would have. And when Firmino's not scoring goals, and then we're not playing well, he he doesn't look great. And I, I completely I completely see where you're driving at. The, the other thing is when we are playing well, he's almost like the key to it. Exactly. This is yeah. I completely agree. And often sometimes you know when you go through all of football in the in the same way that. And when you were saying it before, Stuart, about your great about Spurs' strength being the compact, the front foot, they play the high line, Alderweire that comes and wins the ball for you. He's doing all that. Sometimes your best strength can actually become your weakness at times, yeah. and that's that's quite an interesting thing, I think, for this Liverpool side. I, thinking about where we want to be for the rest of this season and going into next. I, I, I agree with you, but I also think that to judge Firmino over the past month, and a, and a lot of people, including myself, at times have been quick to over the past month. I think. It's unfair because he's been dicked around too many times, been moved from, from, from position to position, as has other key players like Lalana. Um and I just don't think that it's I don't think it's fair. I also think that because we haven't got the strength in depth, we keep going to the well with the same players. 
and rather than giving them a break, they just get unmoved. So for me, it's more a case of having that quality in reserve rather than necessarily bringing in a, a, an archetypal centre-forward big exactly. rock up front. That's not for me. That's not for me. I'd rather have another Firmino to back him up. So when Firmino's knackered or he's just not playing well, bring, it, bring him on. And another Manny. Yeah, and another Manny. We absolutely 100% need another Manny. And the, the scouts know that. You can see that the this, players they're looking at Inaki, the, 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 yeah. the other fella, the, the the, the, Julian um, no, Brandt. You know, they're looking for players with, place, with pace and hopefully with, with goals for those wide areas to 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 relieve some of that pressure from Mane. I don't often go very fanzine fans with this, but I think the 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 excitement that I had when I was watching Bill Bow about Inaki Williams, it was almost like he was custom made for this Liverpool side in terms of his pace and his explosiveness. And I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool are looking at him as an option. I think something we have we've touched around as we spoke about Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane. There was someone else back on it at the weekend in Lalana who hasn't been at it for a while. And I think it's just come all to come together at the right time where I when when uh, Lalana had that spell out injured, I was like, you miss him because he leads the press. Well he also leads quick passing from, from the midfield three as well. And I felt, you know, he him being back at, at it the weekend, you can get away with the fact that Coutinho wasn't quite still at it and I think if you've got three of the four at it, you can almost compensate for the fact that if Firmino isn't quite at it or Coutinho isn't quite Because they're also quite in and out the game, some of these players. So Firmino, for example, at Swansea, he isn't in the game for 70 minutes, but he comes into it and scores twice. And I think yeah. as long as three three of the four are, are at it for a spell, then you're all right. Do you know, I, I can hear I can hear people in the background now just going bananas listening to this and, and, and shouting storage at the... At the uh, at the but I, I just want to be clear on this. Sturridge, Daniel Sturridge is a brilliant player. He has been a brilliant player and he probably still will be a brilliant player. But for me, I, I spoke about not just the quality there, but having the suitability of the replacements. And for me, too much has to change now when Daniel Sturridge comes into on, the team. On replacements, mm. uh, Spurs have got two first-choice players missing. Just two, Rosen for Tongan. Got mm. two first-choice players missing. But Liverpool are able to utterly expose them. We've been very much on our own backs at times this season, Rob, and we've got three first-choice players missing. We played some games without three of the first-choice mm. side. Lads in there, different players at different times, games without Lallana and Coutinho, games where Manny's been away and other people have been coming back fully fit. That's just that, that's just two first-choice players. But you can see the difference that it makes. It makes a huge difference to this Spurs side. Yeah, it did. Um, and quite frankly, actually, well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, in as much as... I think Eric Dyer in patches is really, really good. His pace, yeah, yeah, yeah. His pace is something... What I'm saying Tongan, is that, for instance, Vertonghen will probably play left-back if, yeah. if if everyone was there. Maybe Vertonghen goes left-back or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, the, rhythm, is, the rhythm is broken. There's no doubt about this. I was, I was debating it on, on an online forum today. I don't care. Take, take two of Chelsea's front three or four out of the team for five or six mm. weeks or one and a half mm. of them out at any one stage, and would they have exactly the same number of points? No, they wouldn't. Give us back one and a half of our lads over the last six weeks, and would we have the same numbers? No, we'd have more. You only need those, you know, it's it's really fine margins sometimes. You only have to look at this league. It's kind of a crazy league. You've got effectively five teams in second place, haven't you? And one who's pulled away. And I think that team's had the breaks at key times. I think, you, I suppose to be in a similar position to where Tottenham are, you take, you take Milner out and you put Moreno back in, you, and then Liverpool have lost their left side at centre-half and they've lost their left back. This, 
but that it's not quite fair to compare that because Tottenham are almost built through da- Danny Rose and Vertonghen. Vertonghen's their lovely ball-playing centre-half that they've got. Danny Rose is probably one of the best left-backs in the country. We're, we're almost blending it there, but they haven't quite got the front, the first front six that we have. You know, so Spurs are built from the back. So they're built. They're built to rely on them players. Where it's almost like taking Lalana and Coutinho out for us. So why? And well, not why, because I know why. Because the results haven't been great. But it's interesting that, for instance, Pochettino has been asked some quite difficult questions after this game. Um, there was an excellent piece by the emphatically confused Simon Hughes. That there's 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 bits and pieces where suddenly it becomes. Well, You've got these shortcomings, and what about this? And what about this? Uh, that 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 Wenger's getting after they get beat by Chelsea. That you know United have, uh, are unbeaten in sixteen and a sixth. That you know that's still. My point about this, Paul, is that we're it's the rush to get on the backs, if yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And, and we all understand why, but it's not just we can say it to us as supporters, but it's not. It's a nationwide thing at the minute that Chelsea get to be Chelsea because they put the points on the board. What I'm trying to drive at here is that there's five five sides behind them where I'd, I'd possibly, if you made me argue it, I'd probably argue United have got the strongest squad in their sixth. And then from there, you bo- United have probably got the sixth best first 11, uh, but it's it's touch and go. What I'm just trying to say here is that these are, I think Rob's touching on it before, that there's five sides in second. These are five really good teams. Oh, They're yeah. really good teams. So maybe, just maybe, if we can collectively not go bananas when one of them doesn't win, it wouldn't be unreasonable because they're all really good footballers. You're absolutely right, but it's almost becoming like... Like, like bloody Scotland, you have to you have to win every week, you know. And and if if you don't win for two, for two games, you're in crisis. I mean, we've we've had Pep Guardiola on earlier in the season talking about spewing it. You know, this Pep Guardiola of you know, twenty seven trophies in seven years, and they win tonight. Three points behind Chelsea. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And this this is the culture we're we're getting because, and I don't know if it's healthy or not, but I mean, it's partly because the pace Chelsea are going. Yeah, well, there's that, and I mean, look look at the run we were on, and and couldn't get ahead of Chelsea because Chelsea were on such a run but then Liverpool drop as, as you said before it's only a bad couple of weeks it's not a bad couple of months but you know you now you're 10 points behind Chelsea and you, you're now behind Tottenham even though we were talking on shows that Manchester United were none of our business uh, yep. in October and November they're none of our business well they are our business now everyone in that group is our business so that's that's the cutthroat nature of of the Premier League at the moment, but but also I think I think you are right. We've got we've got a hold hold it a bit, especially when you're missing key players, especially when I think it proves now how important Mane has been to Liverpool. But but also that we are actually a good side. We're in the mix, but there is such thing as form, and you are allowed to have a blip. You know what I mean, look, everyone now the the, the inside to talk about is Manchester City. Since Gabriel Jesus comes in, and they look like this, you know that uh, they've got three young forwards supported by De Bruyne. They're this absolute uh, machine to adore. Everyone was laughing at them a couple of months ago. You know, Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I suppose you're absolutely right. You have got to, you've got to hold your nerve a little bit and believe in. Being, I mean, we were talking last week about Chris Wood and tearing up the playbook. I still am. Well, you still you still can, but where I'm going with it is. You've got to have conviction, conviction in the in the belief of the way you play. And to be fair, yeah. when we're all banging on for oh we need to do this in January, we need to do that. The, the, the calmest fella about is the manager. He knows that Liverpool on the on the day and muster, but it just needs bits around the sides. It was always going to be 
I think, just about how long the bad spell lasted. It had to happen. We had to happen. Okay, Chelsea had theirs at the beginning. They go on this run, and actually they escape their bad spell quite ni- quite nicely with a win. I think things go for them. They could have easily, I keep, I've said this all season, say they could have easily have been beaten two or three at Man-, Man City, and then something else could have happened to them after that. But our bad spell, we had five winless games spanning Sunderland to Hull, um, where we draw three and lose two. But two of those games are against Chelsea and Man United. They're not, you know, and we play well in those two games. It's if we've put an end to it now, and you know this may be again <laughs> if Leicester beat us, but back to the drawing board. But it does feel like at least we've seen Liverpool back. The the the, the Liverpool we enjoyed earlier has put itself back back in contention. It's no, you can't fluke beating a side in the form of Tottenham. So. It's it's all going to be about nerve holding. It's interesting with City. You know what a what a mess they looked at times. I wouldn't back against them. You say it's eight points if they beat Bournemouth tonight, and they surely I think they will. They've got Chelsea to play. It's away, but so what? They can go and win at Chelsea. Yeah, and, and they can win the league. No they, they, they they can win this league, no, no problem. Doubt. But you know, we've. It's very frustrating to be a Liverpool fan and um, know that. How we perform against the other top five teams, and how we and the teams that we tend to lose against have been you know the bottom ten. But I'd rather be, I think, in that position than some of our um, rivals because what it tells us is we've got a higher ceiling than them. We've got we were talking before about Tottenham. Liverpool have got a higher ceiling than Tottenham. In my, I'm absolutely resolute in that. I completely agree with you. You know, Chelsea have run away with things that, as you said, Rob. I totally agree. They've had they've had the breaks. They've had the breaks. They've got a situation where they, they haven't got Europe. They've not had the injuries like the, like their rivals have, and uh, they've come. They've got a good manager. He's hit across the, the right system for those players, and they're away. Um, but I look at the rest and think, does anyone in a one-off game frighten me? No. So I'd rather be in that position and think, okay, we've got to we've got to sort out how we perform against the dross. That's that's the project that we've got to work on. We've got to sort that out this season, next season, if we really want to go on and, and achieve something with this team. But that surely, surely is easier to do, you would think, than what it is to be able to go and beat the top two teams. It is mental. Uh, do you know, if you cast your mind, your mind back to the Barcelona friendly at the beginning of the season, I I came I think we, I think we watched it together Neil in, in town somewhere. And it felt like a false a false result, like everything just worked on that day. But maybe I mean this wasn't a Barcelona side that were playing. Their, they were playing Suarez and Messi. Yeah, they were playing Suarez and Messi. This was and Liverpool weren't playing. They they were playing a strong side, but it's not completely full. You know they were about. But how can I put it? The it felt false in the way that oh, you know it's a one-off that you go and do that to Barcelona. I think that Liverpool, this Liverpool side, is capable of doing that to Barcelona. It may not happen every week, and I'm not saying that Liverpool are better than Barcelona, that sort of thing. I'm just saying that I think when Liverpool click, you write about the high ceiling. That I don't think Tottenham can can do it at that level. But the problem I think Tottenham have there in reverse got the the ability to grind out things a little bit more. And it's it's that that's that just consistency that we we need to strive for, and that might be but it's also, additions to the squad on the bench or. But what, it's also when you're picking a football team like a little bit of a high wire act. If we play well today, we'll win. 
that is the, the that's the Jurgen Klopp model of if we play well today we'll win. If this Liverpool side plays really well it'll win because that's what it does. Mm. And that's quite a and I think again to go back to the the, the, the Stu's completely brilliant point about Alderweireld that's the choice that this Liverpool manager's made and it's the one he's going to continue to make. He's not going to make it. He's, there's 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 bits and pieces in games and in fact we can talk about the second half of this game because we haven't touched on it yet, Stu. Where Liverpool do grind it out, I think where they just let it get mucky. Spurs get muckier. Liverpool just go sound. If that's what you want, I couldn't believe how much I felt Spurs were breaking up their own momentum at mm-hmm. times with the way in which they were the, 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 the loss of discipline the fact that they'd clearly been told at half time that they'd been bullied and the manager sends them out Liverpool are on top for the first 10 minutes of the second half and it was as though those Spurs players were thinking well I'm not getting told by him that we've come off physically second best again here so I'm going to start leaving my foot in I'm going to start being a bit moody a bit naughty and I thought you saw that but Liverpool just let that go and went well if, if, if we're just going to win this 2-0 and you're going to go down to 10 men which if there was a half decent referee might have happened then you know that that's fine that's one way to win fair play to the Reds I felt I thought it was a really good second half performance that Liverpool were only going to win the game Yeah I, I think Spurs outboxed themselves really didn't they they um, did lost the Reds um, for whatever reason, for when maybe as you say, what was said in the in the dressing room, just getting totally undressed in the first half. There was loads of angry heads in that Spurs team. You know, Kyle Walker, Deli Ali. I mean, Kane picked up his first booking of the season. Yeah, I couldn't believe that his first booking of the season. Um, so I, I think they'd gone mentally. They'd gone, and, and and actually that was really naive of them because you know it's only two 0 as well as Liverpool have played. If they come One goal out, changed the game. Absolutely. Um, so they, you're right, Neil. Liverpool, um, Liverpool managed the game out well in the second half. We never had to go anything above third gear again. Um, but I think that's also an indictment of Tottenham's attitude in that second that second half. We should have had to go into fourth and fifth gear. We should have been forced to um, by by a title challenger. I feel in that mm. situation. I I. I like the fact, yeah, all that's all the been described. We were a little bit gnarlier. We were a little bit more streetwise. I even like the, the fact that we took our time with a set piece. There was just the one, the one Matip actually nearly scores. They left me lamenting. I think every time anyone puts a ball that good in against us, the, the forward scores the goal or the centre scores the goal. But I'd like to see us doing that. Let's just do that more often, that kind of thing. It takes time out of the game at certain things. It, it, it puts on the back foot. It increases the chance that you'll get a corner or something on the back of if you don't score. No, I thought we were great. I, you know, I, I'm struggling to think if they posed any serious threat in the second half at all. Did they, did they nope. get any shots away? No. Nope. There, there is, there is a thing here though, and I, I don't want to piss on any chips really, but it's Liverpool had a, had a spell, didn't they? They had a spell where they've, where they've blown Tottenham away, and we can take all these positives about the second half, but it's much easier to do this from a winning position, and that, that's the only thing where I'd say like Liverpool. I'm with, had, I'm with a cushion. Oh yeah, and the two goal cushion, and not playing with a one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the second half performance is 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 absolutely fantastic, but. I'd hate, I'd hate to have seen how that game goes if Tottenham sneaked the first. You know, Tottenham could almost go and do towards what we did to them if they get the first goal. Don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Liverpool, but the game is Liverpool stepped up for a 10, 15 minutes spell where they were sensational. And if you can keep doing that and blow sides away, like almost like the Brendan Rodgers sides, that it was. We we did it in the first fifteen minutes or first twenty minutes consistently. So you start you, you, you cruise, yeah, you cruise, and I think that that that's absolutely right. That's where I was going with it. It's the first quick start I've seen from Liverpool in, in a long time. Liverpool have normally been 10, 15 minutes bed in, feel the game out a bit, and then find a spell where I think we were at it from the first whistle. Mm. 
Yeah. And I thought that impacted the crowd uh, as well, which is the other thing the manager talks mm. about so often, Rob, is, you know, the, what, what are the crowd doing? Roaring the side on. For me, that first sort of 15, 20 minutes, it was very much, I mean, it helps, it's half five, it's Saturday, all of that sort of stuff. But that was a Liverpool crowd that was steaming for it, really, and was, was the, 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 the energy the players were showing was bouncing back to the crowd, which was bouncing back to those players. There was a, there was a, there was a, there was a feral bite in the air, I felt, uh, in terms of, we, we, you know, we're, we're not being stopped here, we're going for this. And I thought that you saw that from the Reds. Yeah, yeah. All around the ground. Yeah, it was bouncing in the opposite scenery. It all around, yeah, all around the ground there was a lot. Uh, yeah, wild scenes of celebration, not <laughs> not just from me. And um, and it was all through the ground. But I think Klopp would have said to them, look, you want the crowd. They're ready. It's fine, as you said. It's fine. But he hasn't said it. Well, it doesn't look like he's said it before this season. No. We've not seen that many fast starts at Anfield. No, we haven't really. No, but... That was a very, very quick start. I mean, you know, we get the goal. Is it the first one on 11 minutes or something like that? Or 12 minutes, I think. It's something really quite early. But I was stunned when I turned to look at the clock. I thought, we've been battering these for, felt like, half an hour. Yeah, yeah. right? It's a very much earned first goal. I mean, you rightly say, a different game of Spurs, Nick one. But they weren't going to nick that first goal. It just wasn't, wasn't going to happen for them. No, that, we, that, was, that was almost my point in the fact that the, the fast start doesn't allow them to nick that early goal because Liverpool were out the blocks from from the kickoff, that, and that. we were ready. But the key thing is, well, the second goal is is, is the key goal in the game, as much as well, I suppose it often always is. But you know, you always get the option. You can say, oh, they were open on the counter, but any team's open on the counter once they're one nil down. Mm. Even the bus parkers are sort of open on the counter once they're one nil down. But you've got to be incisive, and we were through them time and time again. Oh yeah, but that's a buoyant Liverpool, isn't yeah. it? The, the, the press comes from being a buoyant Liverpool on the front foot. The crowds behind. I suppose I'm not, I'm not being. Um, I don't want to be harsh on Liverpool because they've done everything perfectly. But what I'm saying is this. The slight, the slight change was the fact that we didn't feel the game out. We just went for it from the get-go. We didn't feel it out. And just to sort of loop that back into the second half, Stu, where we're talking about what Spurs do. Spurs are still trying to work the match out. It gets to 55 minutes and Spurs still haven't worked the game out. The manager's substitutions are the substitutions of a man. As I say, he's, he's clearly a very, very good manager indeed. But he's making the sort of changes of, oh, I'll just see if this works. And then you even see Winks's first contributions, a pretty bad tackle, where you get the impression, again, he's been told, don't go, don't take any prisoners, lad. Mm. I don't want to see you coming back in here without without muddy knees, that sort of territory. It felt a little bit like that, and you know, he's, or, or maybe he's just watching the game, thinking I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be standing for this if I was on, uh, which is another thing that footballers do at any level. But there is, you know, there's there is the fact that Kane, you say, he gets the other card, he barely gets a kick, he barely gets a kick of the, the kick of the ball, and right the way across the pitch, it just looked like like it was a game that had just completely passed Tottenham by. By the by the time the, the halfway in it, at 65 minutes, it's finished. I I think. Pochettino was too focused on the, the physical aspect of it. Um, I mean, Tottenham are a very imposing team anyway. That should that should that should come fairly naturally. I mean, you're right there. You know, he, he brings on wings. He takes off. Um, he takes off Eriksson. He takes off a play, one of his. Only, he's two 0 down. He takes off one of his only creative players. Probably his most creative player. And it, it did smack off. You're not a lad who's going to do enough running for me. You're not a lad who's going to who's going to leave your foot in. Winks comes in first thing he does, put his foot in, and I think Pochettino almost got himself too bogged down with this, uh, you know, make it a war mentality because there was there was there was never a way back for Tottenham in that route. You could tell the way Liverpool were up for it; they were dogged. Well, let's remember it. But in the run up to this game, there was there was talk about uh, well, a couple of things. I think one of our preview shows we did about how adept uh, mentally Spurs were in dealing at two 0 down at City a few weeks ago. 
how they just they were able to keep calm, to find a way to, to, to think their way through the game, to tactically make the adjustments, yep. and to find points, the way that's back. That's exactly what didn't happen in this game. Exactly. But the, the, I'm sorry, let's give the, let's give the, the Reds some credit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't yeah, think, yeah, I don't yeah. This is about. I don't. This is about Tottenham. Oh, they lost their heads in the face of the whirlwind, and the whirlwind never quite subsided enough for them. I, I, I don't think they faced. The power intensity of well, that's, that. I think that's. I think that's the interesting part, Stu. And I've had to go Rob first on this. I think that there's there's ways in which you can beat a side which mm. completely do them. That yeah, when you so effectively went. I'm trying to right way to phrase this. City go round Dembele and Wanyama. Liverpool go through them, mm. and that all of a sudden they spend the rest of the game. So why, for instance, when you mentioned that change earlier on, or why does he do it? Why he does Ericsson, He does. He, he takes it. One of the reasons why is he's thinking. I don't want to get shipped for here. He's mm. thinking I don't want to, have to look these lads back on the bus on the way home and, see, and 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 we've done we've gone four or five nil. I've got a whole season to think about here. And if we if we ship four or five against Liverpool at Anfield on this day, it's very difficult for me to pick these boys so back you, up. Do you think the white flag had been raised I that think, early? Yeah, man, I think he's a smart manager, and I think that you've seen it. You've seen bits and pieces of that elsewhere. Not in terms of taking a. I felt, for instance, at White Hart Lane, the one-one. I felt both managers have took one-one on seventy-five, mm. eighty. The, the players less the substitution so. Substitution at the, the end. It was yeah. almost like a handshake. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And I think that both managers have done that. And I think that you know at times you're a football manager and you're thinking about the fact that it's only our third defeat of the season but if we get done 4 nil, 5 nil, it's a rival well so I'll, what I'll do is we'll just hang in the game maybe we get a bit of luck maybe it goes 2-1 mm. but we're not going to force the issue because we don't want that and Rob this is what I'm driving at really mm. you're right to point out that they came back against Manchester City but Liverpool had done such a job on them I oh, think yeah. by that point it was it, it's the idea of if, if someone's attacked your foundations destroyed your foundations well what exactly is it that you're building on whereas City didn't quite do that they just kept playing around them and played really really good football Liverpool just went we're just going to do these that's that they're, they're gone and, and and for me that was what I was watching when I was watching Wanyama and Dembele two players who, who've been at times genuinely dominant in football matches just coming off so emphatically second best to Liverpool's midfield three yeah, I, th- I think looking back, what City did was a little bit eccentric, wasn't it? He, he really, he Play, really played eight attacking players almost. Yeah, you know, yeah. This, this reminds me of that time was in an early nineties match when Ozzy Ardiles played seven against Sheffield Wednesday, and I think they win four three in the end or something. But it, it was, it was a bit eccentric. And I think Pochettino reels keep keep calm. We can return this to being a normal football match, and then a goal could change it. Um, this was never going to happen. I agree with you psychologically. Liverpool. Well, it's been a whole. You know, sometimes we're very keen to look at, at eras and sort of. I don't. What's the word? Compartmentalise them too quickly. You know, we go. There's a Benitez era, the Julia era. There's a clear delineation. But actually, when you look at the 2005 Istanbul win, you go. That's that's born on the backs of a good run in 2002 and the UEFA Cup run in 2001. Well, I think some of the football we see from Liverpool now is it has its foundations in Rogers' near title season at times. I think the, the crowd, the culture, and many of those players learn how. What what you can do at Anfield when you've got your tails up and how you how you go and murder a team again and I think that's now it's a great thing that's in our culture and I think opponents sense it that fear factor it's not always there some teams will, will have us off but I think there are days like that where the opposition sense it the crowd senses it and it's not going to happen for them. Uh, nice little cameo from Emery Chan. I felt it was. I think it's quite important. It's interesting. He's the manager's first sub. Don't you roll your eyes at me, senior? <laughs> he's. Uh, what I think is important there is that he's the, he's the only change. Uh, but he gets himself twenty minutes on the pitch where he's he's contributed to that performance. Really, again, thinking about the idea that a manager is picking a team not just for this week but for the weeks to come as well. He's got to bear that in mind. Chan's part of that victory, Stu. I don't think that's an accident. And obviously, the manager makes his other sub, which is to give Mane a round of applause. Listen, in, in hindsight, because I didn't necessarily applaud at a time but you've got to applaud the manager for that it's great man management you know the game the game is at that point 
you feel it's fairly secure. They've get, just brought a Soko on, so he's yeah. probably thinking I want someone to have a bit of a physical battle over there. Yeah, uh, you know, get the lad on, make him feel a part of the victory. His confidence has got to be low. He's getting sticks from from all quarters, and deservedly so. To be fair, his performances have been way below par for most of the season. Um, but you know, he 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 is he has got. We can't just ostracise the lad. There's a player there. There is a player there, and you know we can't write him off. There may well be occasions over the coming weeks and months that that we need him. So it's important to make him feel a part of it still. The Mane thing as well. Again, just a touch of class there for the manager to to let him have that that round of applause. They all disappear after La Manga. They all get to look at each other now, Paul. They all get to do it off the back of a win, and and hopefully let's hope that there's some healing going on. You know, there's a couple of them I think who have been playing with a knock. I think that Klein's found it a little bit tricky recently. I wonder if that's a knock or is it poor form. I think it could be, it's a little bit of both. I mean, these things so often our form and fitness are inexorably linked, but it does give them a chance to to recharge. It's a mini pre-season. It's almost a winter break. It's just fallen when it's fallen. The next game's against Leicester. It feels like it, off the back of that performance and results, it couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, and do you know what? It, it almost allows the positivity to spread a little bit longer and... To enjoy this win against Tottenham a little bit longer, the fact that we haven't got to come up against whoever we'd have had in the FA Cup at the weekend, and that could have sort of knocked your league momentum. It sounds awful to say, but I'm almost almost glad we've only got the league to think about this. Go on, sorry. No, the interesting thing, it's back to the idea of let's say we, we did progress in the FA Cup and he made nine changes. But he, it's a momentum you, killer, isn't you it? And you also you can't get away. Yeah. You, you can't have the option of going and getting away and recharge. It's not the. I think we often think, you know, it's the training's now geared towards Leicester. It's not towards some FA Cup game with some other lads where he's mm. got to put, sort them out. The, the 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 rest period is a proper rest period. We can all get away together, boys. Not the idea that well, you know, Firmino goes and gets four days off or something like that. It's like no, as a group we go and do this. Yeah, but they're not even going. To today, which is Monday, you know, we, we played Tottenham Saturday night. They're going on Wednesday, yeah, and they're coming back on Sunday. Eight is that what would that make it eight days before Leicester, yeah? So they're gonna have loads of time to go and have a bit of R&R. And I've seen on Instagram and stuff last night that all the uh, the sort of Latino boys from Liverpool were all at some gig together last night, having a, having a nice time. That they've probably got two days off with the family, they go away, they go on a four day break with Liverpool because. You know, they haven't, had, they haven't had to leave the country together this year. They haven't really had to get on a plane. Um, Which is the winter break. Yeah, but this is the this is the dream, for, especially for a manager who's used to one, where they can go and work on systems out of Leicester, maybe even a bit of what they do with Arsenal. But they've also got it, you know, six, seven days at Melwood to go mm. and work as well. So you go, you have a break, you're acclimatised, you have another day off, you're straight into Leicester, and then you've got, what is it, five days before Arsenal. I mean, the, the thing for me is... I'm now thinking, I can't wait for Arsenal. But you have got Leicester, and you've got to take Leicester equally as seriously, no matter what form they're in. Because as you mentioned before, 4-0, Manchester City, Leicester at home. They can turn it on. And Finish 4-2. Sorry, yeah, it was 4-0 up at one stage. Yeah. There's um, there's going to be a bounce in Leicester. There's going to be a difficult game. They need to start winning matches, especially after... They've not scored happened. a league goal this calendar year no, yet. No, not I, I kind of wanted them to get a consolation the other day just to get that monkey off their yeah. back. <laughs> I... I think the one thing, you know, if the last third of this season does turn out to be a really strong last third and we're, we're happy whether we win the league or fall short of it, we won't win the league, but if we just fall short of it, um, I think we will look back at this this fortnight. I think we will go, this was a fortnight that a man, this man, no manager more than Klopp can use to, to his, his advantage. We've seen little signs before with these mini warm winter training things with part of the squad that they have helped. I think Firmino has helped once before with it. Even, even the likes of Moreno came back stronger. 
it's a very, very, it's a nice little gift. This at this stage in our season, we've we've got uh, we've got a burden off our backs with this win. Uh, we can. I don't think it would have helped us to have to tumble into another game. I know people will go, let's exploit the momentum, but I I think we're I think we're we're regathering here, and I'm really really looking forward to Leicester. Um, I think this time this time we'll have too much. The 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 regathering is important and interesting, Stu. I think the other thing that helps this Liverpool side right now, and I think in general it's it's important to keep to keep the language and attitude up collectively I think everybody but I think internally as well there's two things simultaneously here Liverpool Liverpool are almost like they're almost now like a like a runner who needs to pick who the, who's back they're looking at and it still should be Chelsea's and the reason why is because they should get dragged up towards Chelsea and Chelsea you know almost certainly go on and win this title someone mentioned City before but it's the idea of right lads you do it for this reason that if you if Liverpool end up within six points of Chelsea, they'll almost certainly finish in the top four. I'd be amazed if not. That's part one. But part two as well is what do we want? We all want to win the title. That's the thing that you want more than anything else. And I think it's important for the Liverpool manager to be able to create a shared experience and memory with these players of a running. That lads, this is now a running. So next, you know, and if Liverpool now with the with the remaining games they win, they win ninety five percent of them. It means that this time next season, Klopp can be turning to his lads when maybe it's not a bigger as big a gap, but say last season, boys, in the running, look what you did. You can do that again. We can do that again together. You finish strongly. And you finish strongly. That's what you do. It's what my teams do. It's what you do. And. I think that that's why you know these games are huge now, not just for this season, not even just for some sort of thing about around Champions League qualification, but in terms of creating these shared bonds and shared memories of this is what Liverpool, my Liverpool teams, your Liverpool team, Jordan Henderson, etc., etc. This is what you do in a running with these lads. Yeah, you you want to you want to create a, an experience that he can draw from in the future. You know, when he's when he's trying to win hearts and minds in difficult parts of future seasons. Um, it's, you know, listen. I'm going to caveat this very, very heavily. It's it's 90% likely, if not more, that Chelsea are going to win the league. However, there have been too many situations, and I include this season in this, where I feel like opportunities have been missed by Liverpool in, in recent seasons. There's been too many scenarios where you look back and think, why is it? Why didn't we just do that? Why didn't last summer we knew Mane was getting off? Why didn't we get another lad in? That you know stuff like that. There've been too many scenarios in recent seasons where you think we, we, we've missed a chance there. I don't want to be in a situation between now and May where we've taken our foot off the gas, assuming that you know, if we get, as long as we secure a top four place, as long as we squeak in there, that's enough. I don't want to be in that position and, and Chelsea fall off a cliff because things can happen. You know, we've spoken about Chelsea don't haven't had any injuries yet. What's what's to say that next week Hazard and Costa aren't out for the season? You know, these things these things happen. These things happen, and I'd rather be in a position where you where your your mentality is it's, you're, you're ready for the slip. Don't have any regrets. Absolutely. Be ready for this. Be in prime position if the unthinkable happens. And I'd rather be just once. Now, it'd be the, nice if it went for us. It won't be for it went for us very famously once before in terms of um, in terms of Istanbul. The unthinkable happened. A team fell off a cliff. It was only in one ninety minutes. But at least at least be ready for at least have that winning mental attitude to the, be in the, the right thing place. to consider is as well. I, I I feel Chelsea are having a bit of a blip at the moment. Don't get me wrong. That, um, the ten, the ten points clear at the top of the league, eleven clear of us, but I th- I think Chelsea six eight weeks ago beat Burnley yesterday. They find a way. They didn't find a way to beat Liverpool, you know. And the did you the, watch them yesterday? I, I watched them yesterday. They were, they, they were they were they were poor. And this is why I said before about Manchester City. If Manchester City can make it eight points on them tonight, 
I, I, if I was a Man City fan, I'd be going, we're banging this title, it's especially that they've got to go to City, or, the or the other way around. The other way around. The they've got to play each other. But um, there's this, we've we've sort of we we've got to go we've got to go to um, Man City and stuff like that. So we've we've got one hard game, but Chelsea've still got a few. Um, that that one's not over. But my my main point is, I think Liverpool have been too guilty in probably the last ten years of aiming for fourth and finishing sixth. I think. If you keep aiming for first and you finish second or third, then it's been a good season. Can I do a plug for my Unwrapped show, Neil? Yes. Find our subscriber wall. Uh, we are going to be forensically doing this tomorrow for anyone who, who wants to delve in and, uh, and go with... out, Rob. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> I've got all the fixtures laid out in front of me. Um, we'll be predicting points that works. Ten games every... greatness. 13, 13 <laughs> games from greatness, Stu. 13 games indeed. There are 13 games left. Listen, Rob has mentioned our tour player service, and they're never a better time to sign up than off the back of a win. Uh, got some excellent stuff on there already, uh, and more and more really good things to come. Genuinely keep your eye out over the next couple of weeks. I'm very, very excited about what's coming on. Uh, but Liverpool have beaten Tottenham by two goals to nil. It could have been so much more, but it doesn't matter that it wasn't because footballers feel football matches. They know what it feels like. And Liverpool will know the battered Spurs. Thank you very much to Rob Gutman to Stu Wright and to Paul Senior. I've been Neil Atkinson, and this most definitely has been the Anfield Wrap. It feels a bit like we're back. Sports Social Podcast Network.